Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Spirit Alive Network Tuesday Teachings. Tell it Tuesday with your host, Lester Carver. This is the last teaching of 2016, and we're going to be discussing what it means to speak to God and why we should not insult the devil for information. But before we get started, I'd like to open with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word, God. I thank you for you having given us the answers to all things that pertain to life and godliness. I thank you for you having given us the power to speak to you directly, daily, at all times, whenever we need to. I thank you for the ability that we have to enter into the secret place of the Most High as we manifest your Holy Spirit by speaking in tongues, entering in through the blood of Christ into the presence of your throne, in that place where no one can enter, that is safe and secure. I thank you for us to be able to enter into that place at all times, for us having the desire to do so on a regular basis as often as possible. I thank you for this right now, and I thank you for you keeping us away from things that we should not be engaged with so that we can be whole, so that we can be strong, so that we can be available to hear from you. Father, I thank you for all these things right now and for all that you've done in 2016. Name you, Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, we're discussing communicating with God, engaging with the devil for information. I recently, recently became aware that of the fact that many Christians do not understand that it is not acceptable for Christians to seek information from palm readers, from soothsayers, from those who practice the occult um, and from those who study astrology etc um, we really need to understand that when we had Holy Spirit made available to us the problem of having access to spiritual information was alleviated. Remember when Adam lost his Holy Spirit after he sinned? Well, was what enabled Adam, having the Holy Spirit is what enabled Adam to communicate freely with God at all times about all things and receive an answer. And when Adam died, 
when Adam sinned, what died was his spirit. And his ability to communicate with God was lost. In that state, the need for man to have a special representative to call upon God for communication existed. And so you had people that God ordained, prophets and others in the Old Testament who had the Holy Spirit upon them, although it was not within them because it was not available for the Holy Spirit to be within them as it is for the Holy Spirit to be within us, but it was upon them, upon condition, that they did exactly what God said. (laughs) And when they did not, that Holy Spirit was removed from them. Um, You see that in the the example of certain kings, etc., and others in the Old Testament. But today, when we are born again, when we have confessed with our mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord of our life, when we believed in our heart that God raised the Son from the dead, when we then water baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, when we have turned away from serving sin and repented, and when we believe to speak in tongues and prophesy, then we know that we know that we know that we know that we are saved and we have the ability to communicate with God Almighty at any time. Why it's important to believe, to speak in tongues and prophesy is so that we are in direct communication with God and a God. And then when we believe to prophesy, we are allowing God to speak through us to the body of believers so that they may be edified, exhorted, and comforted just as we are built up when we speak in tongues to ourselves. One of the greatest examples in the Bible of an example of why we don't go to palm readers and soothsayers and and others for information spiritual information because God is our source. If you go to the enemy for information and guidance and direction, you know where the enemy is going to send you? The enemy is going to send you to a trap and tell you exactly what you don't need to know and guide you to do exactly what you don't need to do. And this is God's way of protecting you. By telling you, I've given you the Holy Spirit. Do you understand that you can speak in tongues, you can speak in tongues and interpret, you can bring forth a word of prophecy, you can receive a word of knowledge, receive a word of wisdom, you can receive discerning of spirits, you can engage in supernatural acts of faith, engage in performing miracles, and you can engage in, engage in gifts of healings and and physically heal people through that power of the Holy Spirit. So spiritually, you are lacking nothing except the knowledge to operate in the fullness of those nine operations of the Holy Spirit 
that has been given to you freely. See, the gift is Holy Spirit. The operations of that gift of Holy Spirit are nine. Speaking in tongues, speaking in tongues with interpretation, prophecy, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, discerning of spirits, faith, miracles, and gifts of healings. You need to know that so that when you find yourself in a situation where you don't know what you need to know, you can ask for a word of wisdom, receive a word of wisdom, receive a word of knowledge, I'm sorry. (laughs) When you need to know what to do and how to do it, you can ask for and receive a word of wisdom. When you need to understand what spirit you're dealing with, you can receive the strumming of spirits, and then you can engage and do what God has given you to do and perform supernatural acts of faith, perform miracles, or perform an act of healing, a gift of healing to someone who needs physical deliverance. The example I want to say in the scripture situation where he could no no longer receive affirmation from God, he was anointed king of Israel. His name was King Saul. But King Saul found himself in a situation where he had disobeyed God multiple times. And he was um, and his <laughs> and the prophet that used to bring him information was was dead. Big enemy. And he was so afraid that he didn't know what to do. And in his fear, he reached out to a witch and asked this witch for information as to what he should do in this battle because he didn't have access to the prophet. He He was in a situation where he was without information. And see, when we don't have, when we're not saved, we are in a situation where we don't have access to information. But when you have the Holy Spirit within you, God is with you, you are saved, right? You don't ever have to worry about whether you can call on God, whether God will hear you whether you have the ability to receive information from God about what you need to know or what you need to do or about what spirit you're coming against. And this is important because oftentimes in life we're in places where we don't know, where we simply need to trust God. God will make available to us what we need to know when we need to know it. Not before. That's one of the reasons why it's important for us to learn how to trust God in all things. There are four things that God asks us to do in our service to him. He asks us to serve him. He asks us to please him. He asks us to trust him. And he asks us to operate in absolute faith. And that is the exact opposite of pleasing people and serving money and leaning to our own understanding and operating out of our own limited strength. So God says, I have placed the power of my Holy Spirit within you to do whatever you need to do. It is permanently yours. You are my child. 
it cannot be removed from you. And what you need to understand as a child of God, as you have the DNA of your parents, your mother and your father imprinted on you, and there is nothing that can change that, when you are saved, when you are born again, when you have been water baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, when you have repented and turned away from certain sin, when you have believed in your heart that God raised the Son, Jesus Christ, from the dead, when you have confessed with your mouth that Jesus Christ is your Lord, your Master, and when you believe to speak in tongues and prophesy, there is nothing, nothing that can change the fact that you are a child of God. That means the power for you to operate in the fullness of the Holy Spirit is yours if you know, if you believe, if you've been taught. Take the time on your own to read 1 Corinthians 14, 13, 14, and 15 and, and take it all in because we're going to be teaching on this next year in depth. But we're going to be teaching for the purpose of each and every Christian being able to learn to operate in the fullness of the operations of the power of the Holy Spirit so that you know how to manifest the power that's within you in a way that makes it effective in your life, in a way that makes it meaningful, in a way that makes you a force to come against the power of the enemy. One of the things that I've noticed in the world is that those who engage with the dark side, with the spiritual power of the enemy, if they're not aware of the power of the Holy Spirit, then they shrink in fear. They cower because the power of the enemy is real. It is, it is serious. And only if you are aware of the power of the Holy Spirit are you able to come against the power of the devil, understanding that the power of the Holy Spirit is greater than the power of the enemy because the devil does not have access to foreknowledge, that the devil does not have access to the future, knowledge of the future. Anything that has not been prophesied and disclosed in the word of God, the devil does not know it's going to happen in the future. However, because God Almighty, the only being who knows the past, present, and future, has his Holy Spirit in you and says, I will give you the knowledge you need to know when you need to know it and give you exactly what to do and tell you who you're coming against so that you can be effective in all that you do for me. That is what you need to know so that you can understand you are more than a conqueror because if God needs you to know something about the future, he can show you, he can tell you, he can prophesy to you. You can know what you need to know. And that gives you a marked advantage and the power to come against those spirits, not just to know what the spirit is that you are dealing with, the discerning of spirits, but the word of wisdom as to how to confront and engage that spirit will be made available to you because 
He will give you the word of knowledge that will tell you what the situation is. What is the deal? What do you need to do? And a lot of times our fear comes from not knowing what to do, not knowing what is going on. We're not not knowing what, who we're dealing with, <laughs> not knowing why things seem so ominous. So I want to take this time right now to start reading this account about Saul praying but not receiving an answer from God in the midst of a serious battle. He was he was in the midst of a devastating battle, and now. He is trying to call on God, and it's it's interesting because you're going to see how how not having access to the prophet, not having access to spiritual information, is a limitation, and to lead you down a path that if you don't know you might accidentally seek out information from the enemy and you know what the enemy is going to send you to. He's going to send you to a trap. He's going to send you to a place that is going to be to his advantage. So I'm going to start in 1 Samuel chapter 28 and verse 3 where it says, and I'm reading from the Message Bible, it says, Samuel was now dead. Samuel was the prophet. All Israel had mourned his death and buried him in Ramah, his hometown. Saul had long since cleaned out all those who held seances with the dead. King Saul was the one who, in obedience to God, wiped out all of the spiritualists and the palm readers and the soothsayers and all of those. And, and look at what it means to be a soothsayer, a soothsayer. Sayer is someone who's always saying, it's going to be all right, this, that, and the other. They're, they're, they may pretend that they know the future and they're receiving payment for this information. But look at what it says in verse 4. It says, the Philistines had mustered their troops and camped at Shunem. Saul had assembled all Israel and camped at Gilboa. But when Saul saw, so Saul, King Saul is afraid at his sight of the enemy. Saul prayed to God, but God didn't answer, neither by dream, nor by sign, nor by prophet. So Saul is without information here. Saul is in the dark because Saul had disobeyed God and <laughs> lost access to the prophet because the prophet said he lost access to the prophet before the prophet died because of his disobedience. Then he lost his ability to communicate with God because he was out of fellowship with God. And that was available before, before Calvary. So Saul prayed to God, but God didn't answer, neither by dream nor by sign nor by prophet. So Saul ordered his officials, find someone who can call up spirits so I may go out and seek counsel from those spirits. His servant said, there is a witch at Endor. So now they're going to take a trip to this witch at Endor to seek information about the future. 
And this is one of the things that God says not to do with. We're going to see why not. It says, Saul disguised himself by putting on different clothes. Then, taking two men with him, he went under the cover of night to the woman and said, I want you to consult a ghost for me. Call up, a, call up the person I named. The woman said, just hold on now. You know that Saul did. You know what Saul did. How he swept the country clean of mediums. Why are you trying to trap me and get me killed? Saul swore solemnly. As God lives, you won't get in any trouble for this. You could say that because he was the one who put out the order to kill all the mediums. Verse 11. It says, the woman said, so whom do you want me to bring up? Samuel. Bring me Samuel. So King Saul is asking a witch of Endor to summon up the dead spirit of the prophet Samuel. When the woman saw Samuel, she cried loudly to Saul. Why do you lie to me? You're Saul. King told her, you have nothing to fear, but what do you see? Before we go on further, I want to point this out. What this witch saw was not Samuel. What she saw was a familiar spirit. A familiar spirit is a spirit that is familiar with everything that a person has done in their lifetime. One of the ways that mediums and soothsayers and palm readers and others gain your confidence and convince you that that they have access to information about the future, which they do not have because only God has that information, is by telling you such detailed accounts about things that have happened in the past that you are confident that they must know information about the future because no one could possibly know these detailed accounts of the past that they just told ours. But what they're using is referred to as a familiar spirit. That familiar spirit is familiar with the person that you are speaking with or desire to speak with. And they are representing that person in such a way that you are convinced that this is a legitimate thing when it is not. So look at what it says. It says, when the woman saw Samuel, she cried loudly. So she didn't see Samuel. She saw a familiar spirit. Why do you lie to me? You're Saul. Well, because you're dealing in the spirit realm. (laughs) They know who they were dealing with. She knew who she was dealing with all the time. The king told her, you have nothing to fear, but what do you see? I see a spirit ascending from the underground. And what does he look like, saw asked? An old man ascending, robed like a priest. They knew who Samuel was. Saw knew it was Samuel. He fell down, face to the ground, and worshipped and worshipped. Samuel said to Saul, Why have you disturbed me by calling me up? Now, first of all, I want to point this out is no time do you read in the scripture of someone bowing down to an entity that is representing God 
and that entity not directing the individual to rise and not to bow down and worship them, except with the the, the leader, leader, the commander of the armies of God, which we refer to as a, as a uh, um, yeah, it's another subject. <laughs> and you have to see that if this was an angel of the Lord, or if this was the prophet Samuel that was summoned up from the dead, he would not have allowed King Saul to worship him, to bow down to him, because only God and only Christ are worthy of that honor. So look at what it says in verse 15. It says, Samuel said to Saul, why, or this familiar spirit of Samuel said to Saul, why have you disturbed me by calling me up? Because I am in deep trouble, said Saul. So Saul's afraid. So he couldn't go to God. He couldn't pray directly. He didn't receive a dream, vision, nothing. And and so he reaches out to this witch at Andor. The Philistines are making war against me, and God has deserted me. He doesn't answer me anymore, either by prophet or by dream. And so I'm calling on you to tell me what to do. So Saul's going to the enemy to get advice of how to fight against the enemy. It's amazing. And that's what you're doing when you go to a palm reader, a soothsayer, a fortune teller, any of these people. Just don't do it. It's not acceptable. Look at verse 16. It says, why ask me, said Samuel. God has turned away from you and is now on the side of your neighbor. Now, what this familiar spirit is saying is true because Saul was in disobedience to God. God had removed his anointing. He removed the prophet. He's on his own. And then it says, God has done exactly what he told you through me. Rip the kingdom right out of your hands and given it to your neighbor. It's because you did not obey God, refused to carry out his seizing judgment on Amalek, that God does to you what he's doing today. Worse yet, God is turning Israel, along with you, over to the Philistines. Tomorrow, you and your sons will be with me. And yes, indeed, God is giving Israel's army up to the Philistines. Now, this is a very bad report, right? But if the enemy is giving you a report, what other report would you expect? Look at what it says in verse 20. It says, Saul dropped to the ground, fell like a tree, fell like a tree, terrified by Samuel's words. This familiar spirit of Samuel, because Samuel did. There wasn't an ounce of strength left in him. He'd eaten nothing at all day and night. The woman, realizing that he was in deep shock, said to him, Listen to me. I did what you asked me to do. Put my life in your hands in doing it. Carried out your instructions to the letter. It's your turn to do what I tell you. Let me live. Let me give you some food. Eat it. Give you strength so you can get on your way. He refused. I'm not eating anything. But when his servants joined the woman in urging him, he gave in to their plea. 
picked himself up off the ground and sat on the bed. So the woman moved swiftly. She butchered a grain-fed calf she had and took some flour, kneaded it, and baked some flatbread. Then she served it all up for Saul and his servant. After dining handsomely, they got up from the table and were on their way that same night. See, to me, this is interesting because you see how Samuel had broken his fast here. You see how after receiving this bad word, he basically gave up and said, it is not necessary for me to do anything else. And yes, he was, you know, he had the participation of his servants who had chimed in with him and and come in agreement and they also um, encouraged him to break his fast and partake of the meal with the witch, right? <laughs> so now you're eating at the devil's table before going to go out to slaughter after receiving a word from the devil. You have to understand that this is real. And if we, as children of God, don't make it our practice, be in regular communication with God, then it might feel like we've been cut off from God. It might feel like we can't get a prayer through. One of the ways we know we get prayers through is by forgiving. God says, hey, if you haven't forgiven your brother, don't even come to me. He said, go forgive and then come and offer your prayer. Right? God says that we're to be speaking in tongues at all times so that we build up our inner man and strengthen that inner man. We can sing in tongues. We can pray in tongues. We can make intercession for the saints in tongues. We can speak mysteries of God in tongues. We can speak into the heavenlies in tongues. We can speak the one, one marvelous wonders of God in tongues. See, these things we can do, and we're building up our inner man when we do it. And... When we bring forth a word of prophecy to the saints, we are edifying them, exhorting them, comforting them through those words. And we have to get so accustomed to operating in the supernatural, to speaking in our heavenly prayer language, to operating the power of the Holy Spirit so that it is not foreign to us. We at no time ever feel like we are cut off, like we can't get a prayer through, like God will not answer us. God paid a great price with the blood of his son, Jesus Christ, the life of his son, Jesus Christ, which was in that blood, so that we could once again be whole, like Adam was originally created, created spirit, his body was formed. His soul was made when God breathed into him the breath of life. And so it is with us when we receive Jesus Christ as Lord of our life, with our mouth that he is our Lord. We believe in our heart that God raised the Son from the dead. We're water baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. We turn away and repent from serving sin. And we believe to speak in tongues and prophesy. When we do that, we know that we know that we know that we know that we're saved. We're able to lead others into salvation. 
and we are operating in the fullness of the power of the Holy Spirit within us, understanding that that power allows us to speak in tongues, speak in tongues, and interpret, bring forth a word of prophecy, receive a word of knowledge, receive a word of wisdom, receive discern- the discerning of spirits. We can operate in supernatural acts of faith. We can operate in miracles, and we can bring forth gifts of healing in lives of those who are afflicted and sick. And every one of you never, never think that it is an option for you to go to the enemy to have your palm read, your future told, your um, your your fear put to rest or put to ease by a soothsayer, right? Because these people do not have access to knowledge of the future. Only God knows the future. So if you want an answer, ask God. If you want to hear from God, communicate to God. Speak to him. He's given you the power and ability to do that. And that is going to let you know that You're never without the information that you need. You're never without the power that you need. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Because God placed the power of the Holy Spirit, his Holy Spirit within you. So whatever comes against you would have to be greater than he is in order to prevail against you. So fear not. God says fear not over 365 times in the scripture. And yet we find ourselves in situations where somehow the devil, by saying, I got you now, how are you going to get out of this, puts us on the ropes. But we have to remember what God says in his word, where God says, yes, we will be subject to all things common to man. But with the temptation that comes, God will make a way of escape and he will not allow a temptation that is greater than we can bear to come upon us. We must know that. We must believe that. We must stand on that. We must operate in that and know that the situation that Saul was in where he was so afraid, he was cut off, God was not there, we're never going to be in because God says he gives us new grace and new mercy daily. The reason God gives us new grace and new mercy daily is because we need it. But if you don't know what grace and mercy is, then it's not going to do you much good. So let me tell you what grace is. Grace is two things. Grace is God's unmerited favor. It is all the great things we get from God and never deserve. And then it's his enabling power. It is the power of the Holy Spirit within you to do, to do all that God has given you to do. And then God's mercy which is new to us every day. What is God's mercy? It is his merited judgment withheld. It is the judgment that we deserve that God withholds from us. It is that whooping that we earn that God says, you know what, my son Jesus Christ died on Calvary for that, and and that debt's already been paid. So there's nothing to keep you from doing what God is giving you to do. There's nothing to disqualify you from doing what God has given you to do except for your unbelief. 
And unbelief normally comes through a lack of knowledge. And a lack of knowledge comes from wrong teaching. Teach new today. Do not, do not make yourself available to palm readers, soothsayers, fortune tellers, and the like. That is not acceptable behavior for a Christian with the power of the Holy Spirit within you because all the devil's going to do is send you into a trap. And the only reason you would ever think you couldn't get a prayer through to God is because you're being unforgiving and God's not hearing your prayers because you're doing your own thing instead of doing what God has given you to do or because you're not speaking to God in the first place because you refuse to believe to speak in tongues and prophesy, which means that you probably are questioning whether you're saved or not. But if God has started this work in you, if God has started you down the path, what the work that God has started within you, he is going to finish. So don't ever believe that you're lost because you're not the one who's responsible for completing the work within you. And he will complete it because he said so in his word. You must believe, though. You must actively engage. You must study God's word so that you know what God says. You know the promises of God to you. You know that you are more than a conqueror through Christ who loves you. You know that God has not given us the spirit of fear as Saul was operating in here. King Saul was so afraid, he went to a witch. After being the one to kill all the witches and mediums when he came into power, when he was being obedient to God, he did the right thing. He knew what to do. He knew who not to go to. He knew that mediums and witches and soothsayers and palm readers were those who operated through the power of the devil. And he ends his life by sitting down and having a meal with one of them. Eating in the devil's kitchen, all right? That's outrageous. Totally unacceptable. And we have to be careful that we don't do the same because it's a trap. And if God said, I sent my only begotten son, Jesus Christ, so that you can live life and live life more than abundantly, why should we settle for less by disobeying God when we know this is the enemy? And honestly, most people make themselves, most Christians who make themselves available to these things, they think they're novelties, they think they're harmless, they think oh it's just a a good time, I'm out with my friends and we're going to go have our palms read. (laughs) Whatever. Alright? Just don't fall into that trap. The answer is no, we don't do that. We do not consult with the devil for information. Period. That's all there is to it. But we need to know what we're looking at. We need to understand what's going on, that just as we have access to all information, past, present, and future, through the power of the Holy Spirit, that devil spirits, mediums, palm readers, have access to all information from the past and the present. Anything that has happened or anything that is happening, they can tell you. Um, because these things are known. They are known. They cannot tell you about the future, and you need to know this, because if you don't understand the limits of your enemy's power, then he can convince you with a bluff that he does know. Anybody who's played poker, anybody who's played chess, can tell you 
that you can win a game by virtue of another man's mistake, by virtue of another man's unbelief or fear, and by virtue of one man's ability to to lie well, to be convincing, put on a good show. And the devil has put on a very good show and has been very convincing. And when you walk into the devil's house to have your palm read, your fortune told, your your whatever, it's a trap. So if you have received a word from these mediums and familiar spirits and others, you can reject what you've heard and be free from that in the name of Jesus Christ. You can let it go and know that it has no authority whatsoever. It has no grounds. It is not the truth. It is what has been put forth in order to trap you and put you in a situation where you're subject to the will of the devil because you entered into that trap. But just because you received the word or just because you heard the word doesn't mean that you have to believe what you heard. Just like when you go into the doctor's office, just because you heard you had cancer doesn't mean you can't go get a second report. Doesn't mean you can't call on the power of God to heal and deliver you on the spot. Doesn't mean any of that. It just means you heard a bad report because you went to the wrong source. I, You know... I used to encourage people, you know, if something's wrong, um, it's okay to go to, you know, go to this source or go to that source. Go to God first, period. That is my advice to you. That is my recommendation from the scripture to how you can be delivered, how you can be whole, how you can be blessed, how you can be strong. Stop entering into the trap of thinking that your doctor, your lawyer, your accountant, whoever the professional is, is the one with the answer for you. God is the one who will lead God and direct you if you let him, if you seek him, if you speak to him. But most people barely pray in their own language, let alone pray in the spirit, right? Believe to pray in the spirit often, and you're going to hear God speak to you in ways and subtle things that you never even imagined was available. And to know that you have direct access to God at all times is important. To know that you can enter into the secret place of the Most High and nothing can enter that space when you're there. When you are speaking in tongues, you're passing through the veil of the blood of Christ. Christ is behind you. The throne of God is before you. And nothing can enter into that space because you are speaking through the Holy Spirit within you. That is what it means to be at one with God. You are about your business, about your father's business, of reconciling the world back to God. And God is going to give you peace. God's going to give you power. God's going to give you everything you need because he needs you to fulfill his purpose that he has placed within you. I just want to encourage you today to know how much God loves you. Know that everything you've experienced in 2016 has been for your growth, for your advancement, for your understanding, and your knowledge base to expand can use you 
even more in 2017. I had great expectation for 2017, and my hope is that through the Spirit Alive Network, we can get you hands-on information in 2017 that will allow you to actively improve your life in a way that you can document and communicate to others that blesses you and blesses others and expands the kingdom of God and allows us to grow in our knowledge of the Lord and in our communication with God so that we are truly operating in the power of the Holy Spirit without limits, without doubt, without worry, without fear, without unbelief. Unbelief is what disqualifies us. But you can't believe what you can't what you don't know and you can't know what you don't study or what you've not been taught. So I just want to encourage you in time this year in First Corinthians thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, and then look for our future teachings. Look for what we're doing here and look for what God is doing in other ministries so that you can hear God speaking to you of how to be free, how to be led, what to do, where to go, where to grow. And when God asks you to heal somebody, be ready to heal. When God asks you to perform a miracle, be ready to perform a miracle. When God asks you to operate in a supernatural act of faith, operate in a supernatural act of faith because he's going to give you the knowledge to discern the spirit you're dealing with. He's going to give you the the wisdom to engage in the spiritual realm. He's going to give you the knowledge that you need to engage in the spiritual realm. And he's going to give you the words to speak, to bring forth words of edification, exhortation, and comfort as you prophesy to the saints. He's going to give you the words to speak when you speak in tongues and interpret in a believer's meeting with the saints. And you are going to have the desire to speak in tongues to God on an ongoing basis yourself when it's just you to build up your inner man. And you're going to learn to speak in tongues, to sing in tongues, to, to just glorify God by understanding that he is the one that has placed this within you so that you can know that you are his and he is yours and the will of the Lord will be done because God has determined that he will dwell with man and man will dwell with him. And when I say man, that's mankind. That's men, women, and children, right? So God determined he will dwell with man and man will dwell with him. So when you speak to God, your relationship is intact. Your relationship is strong. You never have to be in that situation Saul was in where he was afraid because he couldn't get a word in. And we need to remember to forgive. When we forgive, what we are doing is removing a burden from ourselves. And we are allowing God to do a perfect and complete work. We are actually receiving the forgiveness that comes from God and acknowledging the price that he paid through the blood of his son, Jesus Christ, when we forgive because we remember how much God has forgiven us for and that there is nothing God is going to ask us to forgive somebody else for that he hasn't forgiven us for ten times over. 
So I just want to encourage you. This year, walk in power. This year, make your supernatural walk with God a supernatural walk and not simply an act of religious ritual and pleasing people and serving money and leaning to your own understanding and operating in, in your own limited strength, but rather let's seek to please God, seek to serve God, seek to trust God, and seek to operate in absolute faith. It has been my honor to to share with you over this past year in 2016. I hope that what we have shared on Tele-Tuesdays has been a blessing to you, and I hope that 2017 is going to be an awesome year of breakthrough and deliverance for each and every one of us to see more of God, to see a greater dimension of God's purpose in our lives. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time that you've given us together, God. We thank you for your purpose being fulfilled. We thank you for you being glorified in all that we do for you. We thank you for your purposes being manifest in the earth, God. Father, we thank you for the ability to call on you at any time and hear from you because you placed your spirit within us so that we are no longer without communication with you, but we are always able to approach your throne in the secret place of the Most High. We thank you for all this. In the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, amen. And as always, from the Spirit Alive Network, until it Tuesdays with your host, Lester Carver, be ye transformed.